This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's the latest seemingly impulsive foreign policy move by U.S. President Donald Trump. Yesterday, he announced that he is pulling U.S. troops out of Syria as part of his promise to withdraw America from the, quote, endless war across the Middle East. He says he consulted widely, but the Pentagon says it was blindsided. And this leaves America's Kurdish allies, who did much of the heavy fighting against ISIS, open to an expected attack by the the Turks. That's why Trump is facing a backlash, even from some of his staunchest Republican supporters like Senator Lindsey Graham. I would hope people in the country want allies in the war. So when somebody steps up and helps America with ISIS, which is a threat to mankind, and we've had people killed in America because of ISIS inspiration, so the Kurds stepped up when nobody else would to fight ISIS. If we abandon them, good luck getting anybody to help America in the future with radical Islam, al-Qaeda, and ISIS. Okay, so what does it mean for us here in the West? We would like to hear from you, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now I'm joined by Bradley Palumbo, who is the Deputy Contributors Editor and Commentary Writer at the Washington Examiner, and Irfan Yar, a Security Analyst at the McDonald laurier Institute. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to you both. Thank you for having us. Okay, Bradley Palumbo, let's start with you. You're in Washington. Uh, give us a handle on the reaction. So the reaction against President Trump's decision has been vitriolic from both establishments. Like you mentioned, you have people like Lindsey Graham in the uh, Republican establishment, and then you have Democratic leaders who are kind of aghast at the president's decision. Um, I will say that they really should not be so surprised. This is something that the president campaigned on, pulling troops out of the Middle East, ending our endless occupations of foreign countries, and putting America first in foreign policy. And frankly, you know, it's a complicated situation with, with many troubling outcomes, but that's all he's doing here. So kind of the bipartisan backlash against it, uh, to me, they, they should have expected this. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying, Irfan, that that uh, why were you surprised by this, given other things that he said and done? Irfan? Yeah. So uh, the White House decision that uh, U.S. troops would leave northern Syria and Turkish forces would move and has shocked not only U.S. allies internationally, but uh, domestically in Syria, especially the Kurds. And we know that many years ago when ISIS took control of the larger parts of northern Syria and northern western Iraq, the U.S. formed a coalition to combat this Islamist group. Although they were very successful in launching the airstrike, but they always find difficulties to fight the Islamists on the ground. And it was 
Iraqi and Syrian Kurds who turned out to be the most effective and anti-IS fighter on the ground. But now this remarkable move shows that they were left abandoned to the mercy of Turkey, which, of course, has its own implication for, for Syria and for the region as a whole. Uh, yes, uh, that's right. So, Irfan, you were saying that it actually is a surprise that he's done that. Uh, Bradley, yeah. is um, he, he? I don't know if he's walking anything back, but he's he he sent a, another uh, tweet saying mm-hmm. that he would crush Turkey economically if they went too far. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Bradley, so- go ahead. The Trump administration is not known for being orderly and reasoned and taking cautious steps and being well-organized. So I personally think that this is a good thing that they're doing, a good decision, but it has been done in kind of a characteristically chaotic way. And that's why you're seeing a lot of confusion about what exactly is going on. The president shouldn't be announcing any of this via Twitter because it leads to this kind of confusion where he has, he's saying one thing, then he's saying another. I think what's clear is that President Trump wants to bring American troops home from the Middle East, but he's also rightfully concerned about the Kurds and doesn't want to see a terrible outcome for them. So he's trying to simultaneously draw back our military presence, but also put pressure on Turkey to not just come in and obliterate the Kurds, because that would be a human rights disaster. Uh, Yeah, Irfan Yar, I mean... Lindsey Graham said, you know, good luck for us getting any cooperation and help from other allies if we do this. Do you agree with that? Uh, Yes, I do agree with him, but uh, this scenario will have its own implication. For example, if uh, the Turks, sorry, the Kurds felt abandoned and so-called betrayed, I would say they can turn into other forces that are in Syria, such as Russia, Iran, and even Bashar al-Assad, because uh, they are like Kurd forces are humble in front of the mighty Turkey military. And of course, like Turkey, see many Kurds organizations as a threat to Turkey and call them terrorist organization. So now, like, uh, since U.S. Uh, will give uh, much say to the Turkey and that region, uh, it will, of course, jeopardize the achievement that has been met so far by the Kurds and the coalition. Okay. And uh, Bradley, one of the uh, collateral things that could happen with this, uh, people are wondering, so there are are a lot of uh, foreign nationals in camps that the Kurds are running and, and these are brides of ISIS and their children. And there's been a huge amount of controversy about what should happen to them. Should they be repatriated? And, and, you know, no country really wants them back. Uh, But, um, you know, the question is what happens to them now? And doesn't this create just another headache for Western countries? I think it could create a headache. There's no doubt that there's going to be a lot of details to figure out here, a lot of chaos in the interim. But eventually, you know, this was always going to happen. Whenever the U.S. left Syria, it is it was going to be chaos because Syria, unfortunately, is a broken country in the midst of a bloody civil war. Um, and it's not something America can fix. We went into Syria with a very specific objective, eliminate the ISIS caliphate. We have pretty much done that. You know, if you go back 
uh, to 2014, they had a territory the size of Portugal. Today, they control just 50 miles. So we've basically accomplished our goals in Syria. And yes, pulling out is going to be messy. Yes, it's going to involve a lot of tough decisions and some harsh consequences. But the alternative is indefinite occupation of the Middle East forever. And that's just not something that President Trump or his voters or most of the American people are interested in. Uh, Yeah, but... Irfan, one of the criticisms that people are leveling at this, they say, well, it just opens the door to for ISIS to come right back. Yeah, to a great extent, it's possible. Although uh, ISIS are uh, territorially defeated, but they are still exist, you know, not only in Syria, but in Iraq and Afghanistan. And recently, ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi called on his supporters to break the ISIS prisoners out of jails. So it clearly shows that they have intention, you know, to to, to restart their movement. And uh, since uh, the courts will feel uh, weaker when the United States left them, uh, it, it's very much possible so, uh, that they can regain those territories. Maybe not to a great extent, but to some extent, yes, it's very much possible. So we shouldn't underestimate this uh, uh, this issue. Okay, let's take a call from Sam in Toronto. Hi, Sam. Hi, Libby. Uh, good afternoon to you. You know, uh, basically, I don't trust uh, Islamist regime, be it uh, Erdogan or Iran or anything. But but Turkey is a member of NATO anyway. You know, I'm Persian, and uh, to me, to me, you know, all these ethnic groups in uh, Middle East, it's a melting pot. Now you can't take you can't take uh, sides in a way that is going to come out right at some point. You know, first of all, is the relocation. Fifty soldiers, fifty soldiers in that area. He's pulling out. He's not withdrawing from Syria right now, as of today. It's going to take about a year or so. And MIC and intelligence community has been against Trump since day one. Whatever he does, they're going to go against it because you know that's they want more wars. They want more interaction in Middle East for whatever reason. And I don't think Trump is doing anything you know like fundamental that is going to creates like havoc and chaos. Well, the Turks have said that they will attack the Kurds. But Sam, I hear you. And I'm going to ask Irfan to respond to what you've said. Thanks for your call. Irfan, what do you say to Sam? Uh, Yeah. So my response to him would be that, yes, the problem is uh, not in Trump's withdrawing its drop immediately from the place. The problem is the Turkey relationship with the Kurds. As I mentioned earlier, Turkey see many Kurds group as a threat to their country. And now they are, you know, taking control of those territories. And since the United States, you know, were supporting Kurds, it grew stronger. So it was, of course, a concern for Turkey. So from Turkey perspective, it is right, you know, to respond and keep the Kurds and limit in terms of its power. So I would say that... Uh, it's uh, like, uh, actually, the problem is in Trump's decision, you know, there, there's a lot of consequences when, when a policy is not clear or when it is short-sightedness. But in long term, of course, it will affect uh, the, the, the Syrian security and the, and the region as a whole. Bradley Palumbo, uh, does this at all play into the whole impeachment scenario that's also taking place now on Capitol Hill? Well, I think it does play into it. I'm not sure that it advances the impeachment scenario, but I do want to say that 
the two, the timing of these two developments is not coincidental. I think that President Trump probably was looking to do something uh, that would be a big distraction and a Middle East policy shakeup certainly provides something that would change the conversation. If you notice the last couple of days, uh, we've spent in the American media a lot of time talking about Syria and the Middle East and really good substantive policy conversations. And it has tampered down the focus on impeachment because last week, basically no one was talking about anything except impeachment. So I think that uh, the president has successfully pushed some of the attention away from the ongoing impeachment inquiry uh, with this divisive move. Okay, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty good at that. Let's take a call from Fred in Paris, Ontario. Hello, Fred. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Well, I think before you people start running Trump down, get your facts straight. The man has been in there. He took over Obama's problem. This is Obama's problem. He wiped out ISIS like he said. But what I'm phoning for, he made a commitment also on a campaign trail that he was going to bring the troops home. If you have to sit down and write a letter to a mother or a wife that your son's been killed fighting a useless war 7,000 miles away, it hurts. And oh, I don't know if, if anything really person. hurts him. Uh, if you think he has a lot of empathy for other people, I think uh, that's well, pretty... one reason he hasn't. What's he done? He's brought that com- economy to where it is right today. He's done everything he said he was going to do. But you can dumb Canadians in the press over here. Keep knocking him, and you don't know nothing about American politics. Okay, Thank we'll you. ask Bradley about Thank it. You, Thanks. Uh, so, uh, you know, there are, there are lots of Canadians who uh, may as well be in the Trump base. How is this playing with the Trump base? Well, I think the Trump base uh, loves what the president is doing here. You know, it was a huge part of his campaign that he was not like those neoconservative Republicans. He was anti-Iraq war, uh, at least now he is. Uh, he was anti-endless war. This was a huge part of his campaign because it spoke to something that a lot of conservative Americans weren't with the party elites on anymore. Uh, so when you look at conflicts like that, like Afghanistan or like Syria, The American people and Trump voters, but also just more broadly, they are sick of sending Americans to die in overseas wars with uh, very little or hard to hard to identify security benefits, uh, sending trillions of taxpayer dollars down the drain. So I actually think that the Syria move, if he follows through on it all the way, right, it could end up just being another one of these back and forths where he reverses or, or remixes. But I think the Syria move could easily be something that helps him uh, with his supporters. Irfan, uh, does it worry you that uh, there seem to be domestic considerations involved in this, or is that just always the case? Uh, I would rather focus on foreign policy perspective. You know, like when we wage war, we should think before actually going into battlefield that what will be the consequences of this war, both domestically and both for the victim. Uh, for example, in Afghanistan, uh, after 9-11, uh, when uh, the 9-11 issue was securitized, uh, U.S. invaded Afghanistan and disloyed the Taliban. And it has been fighting now for more than 18 years. U.S. spent billions of dollars, shed its soldier blood, and there was many other catastrophes in the region. But now, what's what's the outcome? Like, uh, Trump is, you know, keen to have peace negotiation with the same people who at one point 
was dislodged by the United States. So what's that accomplished? You know, what happened to those those lives that were lost? What happened to those conflicts that has been, you know, still going on? So uh, in, in general, I would say that uh, Trump foreign policy seems to be a failure both uh, towards the Middle East and South Asia, uh, which I mean Afghanistan. So uh, now it's, it's not a situation just to pull, you know, your traps immediately. When we have started the conflict, we need to put uh, a, a very peaceful or at least an end which which we which which assure us that uh, the the situation is uh, uh, relatively stable. We, we shouldn't pull, you know, we shouldn't just pull out our crops and and think this is not our responsibility. We should be responsible when when it comes to uh, pulling out uh, the traps. Well, yeah. I, exactly, Bradley Palumbo. I mean, the United States has a history of some very disorderly withdrawals. Uh, yes, which is one more reason we should exercise 10 times more caution before getting involved in these overseas quagmires. And I, I certainly understand all the concerns that come with the question of will there be disruption when you pull out of a, uh, a, a foreign occupation. But the point, the point here is that what is the alternative? Just indefinitely stay in these countries? Just stay until there's no more terrorism anywhere ever? Right. So the I, I, one thing that frustrates me about the president's critics on this issue is that a lot of times they criticize him for taking action because, yes, there are consequences when you take action. But they just want to continue the status quo of indefinite occupation of the Middle East with American troops risking their lives. You know, just this year in Syria, we've had at least five American troops die. I, I would have a hard time looking in their family's eyes and telling them, what we're accomplishing by still being in Syria for the American people, for the American interest. So I understand all the concerns about what comes with a Syria pullout, especially when it's done in an impulsive manner. But I don't think the status quo is a tenable alternative. Irfan Yar, from your point of view, what's the best way this could be resolved at this point? Well, I would suggest uh, two level up uh, uh, you know, solution. One is uh, both domestically and on international level or regional level. When Trump take decision to pull out or at least allow uh, a Turkey to have a bigger say in northern Syria, it should assure that uh, the problem between Kurd and Turkish should be left aside to one hand and they should come to to a mutual understanding to fight against the common enemy, which is ISIS or some other opposition group. So this one solution, in that case, we can we can minimize the risk of Turkish being, you know, fighting with the the Kurds. And the second uh, thing should be that uh, uh, the U.S. international allies, especially the NATO, uh, should also assure United States. Uh, that U.S. must consult with other countries when they are going to take this kind of decision. Because usually whatever decisions are made by the U.S., the NATO members, such as European countries, are always hard. Because because they, usually if, if, if U.S. foreign policy, which are being achieved by the NATO, not uh, mostly uh, speaking of the European, so they should be also taken into consideration when Trump moves such kind of, you know, decision. Okay, yeah, good luck with that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.